Hello and welcome to this week's Independent Music Podcast, 10 of the best new tracks each week, hosted by me, Anthony Chalmers, and me, Gareth May. immense guys 
Hello, welcome to this week's independent music podcast, the home of immense music. We kicked off this week with the sounds of Lunch Money Life. They are a band of five piece from London. Their title called Truth Serum, taken from the album called Immersion Chamber, out on the 3rd of April via Scenic Root Records here in London as well. I associate Lunch Money with uh, Total Refreshment Centre, which is where the album was recorded and where they've been a, a sort of a long term stalwart part of. Uh, bubbling on the fringes of the London music scene for years. Uh, between them, creating and sculpting Church of Sound, Total Refreshment Centre, Touching Bass and Tiff's Joints. I know all of those apart from one. I don't know what the label is, though. Any of you? Uh, scenic Roots, yes. It says uh, in the blurb, London-based label and party run by Bryce's brother, John Phonics and Sean O.D. No clue. There you go. So the record, it's they've released a fair few EPs over the years. Uh, one with Equinox uh, Living 3000 uh, was one there. They also released uh, Unlimited Ice Cream Palace on Kaya Kaya Records. Plenty of other people in all the words that we've said in the podcast so far related to other labels that we've supported a lot here. Tiff's Joints. I'm, I'm not sure who in the band is related to Tiff's Joints, but it's a cracking uh, hasn't released a huge number of records but um yeah it's definitely a yeah, good i've definitely thing. got a few tiffs joints somewhere in the in the collection absolutely well, yeah. but yeah so yeah like i say out third of april immersion chamber lunch money life nice want to play you uh, the latest release from static shock records the uh, sort of punk and hardcore record label from london who also put on gigs and put on the static shock festival as you know i'm a, a gig promoter and every year static shock do their festival oh, are you you ever mentioned that? Probably. Do you do a festival? I do, yes. <laughs> You've been to Uganda. <laughs> Every year, Static Shock Festival sells out and friends of mine go and they tell me it's absolutely brilliant. And every year I look at the lineup and I basically recognise not a single band. I'm like, wow, like, why, why don't I know any of these bands? Anyway, so I always like, I need to dig in to Static Shock Records, get to know what they're doing and appreciate some of the brilliant music that they've got there. So that's what I did. And I checked out the latest release from a band from London called Chubby and the Gang. And I thought, this is excellent punk. And this track is called Speed Kill.
There we go. Why is he apologising to his mum? I was going to say, absolutely no, no reason to apologise to your mum. That, that sounded great. Yeah, so, no, mum should I, be proud of your pal. Well, yeah, music with a message. It does. <laughs> that is true. It really does. It does. Slow down, drivers. Yeah. That is the sounds of Chubby in the Gang, featuring singer Chubby Charles, namesake of the band. And yeah, released on Static Shock Records. The album is full of three minutes, naughty punk tracks like that. The opening song is pretty good, pretty great as well. Apparently it f- features three members of the band Gutter Knife, who are also new to me. Yeah, exactly. I want one band that sounds like that at every Raw Power. Maybe just Ellis, who runs Static Shock just every year, I'll be like, Ellis, what band for this year? Here's That'll some money, easy. give me a band. <laughs> Gutter Snipe. I know those guys. Yeah. Gutter Snipe won't play for me, though. Why not? I'm not telling it on the podcast. All right, okay. Interesting. <laughs> mystery that's one for the live shows they are still great though that's a story we'll tell about the live show whenever we do it's not one. exciting at all <laughs> well, like our live show and uh, this uh, album features a pretty silly sort of Beano-esque artwork from a guy called Spoiler I can't quite tell if I think it's brilliant or terrible <laughs> it's one or the other <laughs> what is brilliant though is this one from Mars 89 Japanese producer released a couple of records on Boca versions this one though is from the brilliant Manchester label Natural Sciences EP is called 2020, and yeah, any track from this could go on. They're all brilliant. I'm going to just play the opening one. It's called Good Thing. Thank you. 
there you have it. Sounds of Mars 89. Good thing. Or more, more good thing. There's no space. Uh, take on the EP 2020 out on Natural Sciences right now. It's a, it is a good thing. It is a good thing. It's getting straight into my basket as well, the vinyl of that. That is just a cracking stuff. And he is, a lot of those Bokka bands, so the art or the artists that have released on Bokka versions who are doing their first releases, so Mars 89, J Glass Dubs, people like that, just seem to be getting better and better as they release more, hone their craft, go darker, weirder, more interesting places. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, Miles is definitely good, an ear for the good stuff. And I got an email from Bokka saying that uh, Miles 89 is going to be on a European tour as well. Because is he Japanese? He is, yeah, is based that, in He's going to be on a European, uh, UK and European tour in the summer. So hopefully be coming to somewhere near you. Yeah, and I'd highly recommend End of the Death, which was his first uh, vinyl release, which came out on Bokka, I think about two years ago now. Definitely worth checking out. Lucid Dreams was the name of his other EP on Bokka, that Sony cassette one. This one, though, on vinyl, even though Natural Sciences is a tape label, mostly it must be starting to venture out into... I wonder pressing. how like, that heavy bass sounds on tape. Yeah. you don't know. And you know it sounds great on vinyl. Yeah, I'm not a big... I'm not fo- sure the tape can, can handle that. Yeah, I'm not a big format snob, but... Yeah, you just know that's going to sound deep and tasty on a vinyl. <laughs> I want to play you a new single from Aksak Mabul, a band from Holland that we played on, what was it, like podcast 105 and 108 or something I like that? I always think it's a guy. It, well, it is a band. Yeah, I think I've always thought it was a guy. Oh, right. No, I mean, I'm a, obviously wrong. Yeah, it is. No, Definitely there is no Mr. Mabul. It is a band formed in 1977 by Mark Hollander, mostly known uh, as the boss of uh, Cram Discs Records, the fine Belgian label, and also Vincent Kennis, who produced the Congatronics series, which was an absolute favourite of Gareth when we first met. Yes, uh, pretty influential, to be honest, in terms of like opening me up to a new type of music, Cassay uh, All Stars. Yeah, without that, I reckon Gareth never would have been uh, uh, talking about Uganda every week. When did I... Do I, I never mention. <laughs> yeah, Saxon McBull returned when we played them on the podcast before, so whenever that was three or four or five years ago, with their first album since the 80s. And this is their first new music since then. It is very fine. And this is called Tut Anifin. Don't see 
there we go. That is the sounds of Axakmable. Wonderful new songs. I feel a bit jazzy, a bit library music, a bit sort of psychedelic folk. A bit broadcasty. Exactly, in definitely. Well, cram. I think that uh, Axakmable were an influence on broadcast and all of that, uh, all of those labels and people I know that, for example, Finders Keepers, uh, huge fans. Oh, yeah. Never realized they'd been going since 1977. Although, so saying that, given I thought it was just a dude from the Congo until about <laughs> five minutes ago. It's uh, not a surprise I didn't know Well, that. he was the producer of the Congotronic series. Obviously, all the musicians on it were people from the Congo. Yeah, I, well, yeah. yes, I did I did know that. But they, yeah, broadcast and pram and a lot of that Birmingham electronic music scene, so it sounds more in that realm. Yeah, for certain. Um, yeah, the uh, Thousand Migraines or something, is it's, it's in all of their songs are in French. Um, so I can't remember the exact translation, of it, but it's something of a thousand migraines. The album with that on is a, a classic from, I think, 81 or 79. And uh, yeah, the translation is Everything Comes to an End, which I got about 80% right, which I'm really unnecessarily proud of myself. Who was singing on that? Because it sounded like Letitia Sadler, but maybe that's because the band <laughs> yeah. sounded a bit like Stereo. It was Lab. the sounds of Veronique Vincent. She's from a band called The Honeymoon Killers. They did a collaboration record, Accent Mobile and Veronique Vincent couple of years back we played it on the pod yeah but definitely sounds like Letitia I thought the same Letitia Sadler I remember when I first saw her live it was supporting maybe Neutral Milk Hotel and I was very excited because I was a huge and still am a huge Stereolab fan big fan of their music and hadn't really heard any of her solo stuff and really 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 didn't enjoy hearing her play this was at the roundhouse it was actually this is a different story but i got my bag searched and i had a saw and a chisel in my bag and <laughs> unsurprisingly got those taken off me the way was not big on that no they weren't but then the second time i saw her was a month or two ago for your show at king's place here in london and yeah supporting tamaga and she was wonderful yeah exactly i've also seen a t-shirt a few times and that one with Tamaga just worked the best. I don't even think it was a reflection on her set, but I think it was just the setting for it and the crowd was attentive. That's right. And I uh, she was obviously yeah, getting better. It was just, yeah, really great. Yeah, supporting a band at the Roundhouse is not a forgiving venue if you, for. Especially if you're a solo acoustic performer or whatever. No, I think she did play with a band then. So when her on her own in a small room was fantastic. I'm going to play some music now. Uh, from the brilliant Battle of Records here in London. And this is from a group called Baharat. I'm going to read the blurb. It says, in Middle Eastern cuisine, it's well known. Don't forget to add some Baharat to the dish. It always brings the magic. We're now very pleased and excited to add a special <laughs> to new spice <laughs> to the Battle of Records kitchen. They're three-piece from Tel Aviv. It says in the blurb, they're Tel Aviv's finest hipsters. I think there's some serious competition for that crown. <laughs> but they are a trio from Israel. This is from a seven-inch that's out on the 27th of March. It's called The Egyptian.
There you have it. It's the sounds of Baharat, a tasty spice. Oh, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's great. I, I forgot to mention about the sort of the filthy, bassy, synthy <laughs> thing in there, which is obviously the thing that tingles me. Uh, <laughs> oh, Gareth, no. Yeah, the Egyptian... I don't want to hear about your tingles. Oh, yeah, you do. That's why you tune in every single week here <laughs> about me and my tingles. The sound of Baharat, track called The Egyptian. It's taken from the 7-inch out 27th of March via Batov Records here in London. Batovrecords.bandcamp.com is where to go. It's quite interesting. At the end of the blurb, it says, All the band members are also playing or used to play with the following acts bands, Estrada, Hudna Orchestra, Carolina, Three and the Many More. No. All those uh, big bands. I see. Yeah, so I don't know any of them, but it's places for us to go and look. Although I realise it says Three and Many More, so presumably <laughs> the band is called Three, yeah, that's not, not three, three and, and Many, many More. more you could but be. yeah, they, you know, we were talking about it earlier as well, about sort of lots of other bands. You were talking about Static Shock and all their bands that you then need to check out, and it's just this whole world of music that exists beyond our ears an unending supply of absolutely magnificent tunes i was listening back to last week's podcast and i want to apologize for my matt bellamy-esque uh, constant inhalation of breath embarrassingly so i've stepped away further from the mic now you've ruined muse for thousands of <laughs> listeners by uh, pointing that out can't imagine we've got thousands of muse fans listening in but you never know music as with all artists subjective exactly so anyway hope that didn't annoy you too much so i thought the last week's episode was absolutely amazing music love doing it and then i listened back to it i was like oh wow oh no <laughs> anyway probably no one else noticed it apart from me and um now i'm just apologizing for nothing but i want to play you a new release on maggie Rocha records the uh, barcelona-based uh, record label and uh gig promoters it's the people uh, from dame area who we played on the podcast last week it is their record label um although the release last week was released uh, on another label or in conjunction with another label it is an artist from france called chica lawyer and this track is called le eventia disparations the second french song in a row here so it's a distinctly french feel from my half of the podcast it's only two minutes long it's pretty great and the track is called boli armeni Nine, 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 nine,
There we go. Short and sweet, churning through this week's podcast. I mean, apart from I definitely played a six, seven minute earlier and I've got a nine minute lined up for just when you finish talking. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've got one, a slightly longer one as well. So it's the artist is called Alice Durian. And yeah, her artist name is Chicaloya. And uh, she's from France. And that's about all I know with her. The press release and stuff is all in French. And I haven't. Uh, Got it translated there. Big fan of the cover. Yeah, the like, cover's great. It's her with a blue face and a kingfisher. Yeah, it's one of those ones that if that was a UK label and so it was quite cheap to just buy it and get it posted, I would buy it on a whim. Whereas <laughs> importing it from the continent is going to be a bit pricier. Maybe I'll, I'll, I should look to see if they've got a UK distro or something. Yeah, maybe like we can that. get a wee, a wee order from Mikey Rocha. Well, they're going to be over for raw power. So maybe they can uh, bring some uh, Dame Mary are going to be playing the festival. So maybe we can bring some records over. I'll ask. I'm going to. I'm going to ask Mahi Rocco if they want to do uh, a stool. Yeah, do that, and then I can buy it all there. Back, uh, done, but, done, then, Gareth. Sorted. And then DJ it as part of my weird your, and wonderful your Barry DJ set. White and slick back set. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> because I'm doing two, I think one's going to be. I think they're both going to be very different flavors <laughs> of the sets. Cool. But yeah. I'm not going to tell anyone who which is which. And I might just merge them all together. Barry Gibb <laughs> and Hot Inda Club. Yeah. <laughs> hot that's, what, that's what you Hot Inda Gibb. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going with yeah. that. I laughed at it before I said it. Hot Inda Gibb. I think that's actually a demo on spooky shit. I think they're working on that one at the moment. Nice. But yeah, that's uh, tickled me something that has. I'm going to play, as promised, some nine-minute music from South Korea. This is from an artist called Kim Jinmuk. The album, it's out 25th of March. It's called Indo-Koreana. And yeah, it's just as here, it's Unearthed Korean Indo-Ethnofusion Project. It's better known for his work as a critic. Uh, Kim Jin-Muk has introduced some of the deepest contemporary and world music in Korea through his own label and series of meditative works offering crossovers of ethnic sonorities. His personal body of work also covers a wide spectrum as he kept searching for creative ways to express himself. That's when in the early 90s he first started to show interest in Indian traditional music, bringing him to cross over frontiers with the Gayengyum and Ajeng legend Baik Ing Young and the Gayengyum player Lee Ming Young to meet talented Indian traditional instruments, musicians on prune and organised collective sessions giving yet unheard deep fusion of sounds. So what it means is finding music in various parts of the world and bringing it together and sort of creating new sounds. So yeah, unearthing, I guess. Yes, it's all going to make more sense once we hear this because a lot of those instruments and references are oh, yeah. going a long way over my head. Yeah, it's an absolutely beautiful record. Definitely urge you to listen to the whole thing. I'm. This is the only track... I believe on the record that has vocals on it. It's really beautiful. It's the best part of 10 minutes long. I'm going to play it all. This is called Shivaham. It's by Kim Jin Mook. Thank you. 
Absolutely beautiful. 
We sometimes say songs are too short or too long, but that was just That's right. right. Like, I don't know what she's singing about. I don't need to know what she's singing about. It's wonderful. Yeah, Shivoham, the track is uh, taken from Kim Jin Mook's record called Indo-Koreana, out 25th of March. Didn't think I said the label before. It's Daihan Electronics, out of Seoul in South Korea. Have we played them before? I don't think so, off the top of my head, no. Doesn't the, ring a bell. Their artwork and general sort of design and stuff looks very nice. They're a label that I am now sort of frantically looking to see. They've only, in fact, it seems like they've only got seven records, including this one, that they've released. Not sure how I came across it. I was listening to it the other day, and yeah, it's a record I definitely would like to put on whilst drinking a nice glass of wine and <laughs> sitting in the dock. Yeah, I could listen to that and I could see myself listening to that in a concert hall. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, fantastic music. But yeah. In the church. Yeah, yeah, apparently that's his third record. Worth checking out the other ones. And if he's a critic, maybe finding out what else he's writing about, what he's writing about, what he's talking about. Maybe he has a podcast. Oh, I want to play you a latest single from uh, Capital K, the second a track on this podcast from someone closely associated with the Total Refreshment Centre. Christian is who produces most of the records there, although that one that we played was produced by Danalog in the same studio. They both work together on a great many records. He first came to my attention as a member of the Archie Bronson outfit, who are one of my favourite bands for a time and still are absolutely brilliant. He has a new album coming out. The album is called Temple, and it's being released on Faith and Industry Records. It's the ninth released on that label. I will have a dig up a bit more about it in the time that this song is on. About the label or about the record? About the label. Are they a Manchester label? I must admit, I don't know. Okay. And I'm seeing that it is after mastered by Amir Shod, fantastic mastering engineer, sound tech, and producer in London. The EP is called Bird Trapper, and as I mentioned, this is the first track of it, and it's called Temple. Settle in for another long one.
I definitely need to get Capital K in for some shows. That was a wonderful eight-minute swirling Krautrock groover. Yeah, fantastic. And yeah, London label. I've forgotten who I was thinking of. Could be that one of the acts, because you said you owned one record from it. Uh, yeah, John Joanna. Not familiar, but anyway, it definitely seems like it's the label of Capital K. The first five releases were his own music, which is a, normally a pretty good indication that that is <laughs> him running the label. And uh, yeah, that is the new album. Uh, the track you heard is called Temple. The EP is called, or EP, sorry, sorry, the album is called Bird Trapper. And yeah, I will definitely be hoping to catch him live sometime soon. Yeah, certainly sounds like the kind of thing that you would put on. It does, doesn't it? It does. Next up from me is, uh, had a choice of two, really. One is some sort of more epic music and spoken word and shouty. And there's this other one as well, which is one that I've had on my list to play for a couple of weeks now. It's from an artist called Racine, uh, I think is how you pronounce it, who's a producer out of Quebec, Montreal, in fact. This is pretty unusual. It's pretty hefty. It's... Yeah, it's been on my list for a while, ambient, experimental, unusual music. The first two tracks are essentially a part one and a part two, but the part two is vastly superior and it's the track I'm <laughs> going to play. Yeah. I mean, the first part is also great. It's the warm-up. Yeah, the album is called Kelka Chose Tombe, which is not pronounced right, and this is Kelka Chose Tombe 2.
there you have it. Sounds of Racine, a producer from Montreal. Uh, Kelka Hose Tomba 2 is what I'm going to go with. With the track, it's probably duh, actually. As that is French speaking in those parts. For certain. And yeah, the, uh, that's also the name of the album as well. It's actually released on a Swiss label, Dance Noir. As far as I can tell, a fairly newish label. Their bandcamp has, well, about 12, 13 releases on it. So not a huge amount there. Actually, the second one where I'm not 100% sure how I came across the record. It was just one that was on my list that's been sat there for a while. I'm not sure if it was a submission or something like that. Could Proper have been. radio panic gap in the middle as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. But absolutely like, beautiful. paused? <laughs> it's almost cinematic how it sort of just builds in its intensity, then cuts and then slowly comes back in. I was a big fan of it. But yes, like you say, it is one of those ones where we suddenly look at each other and go, oh my God, I thought this song was much longer. <laughs> well, that's about all we've got time for. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Independent Music Podcast. And Anthony's breathing. Hopefully you didn't, you didn't get too much of that. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure to bring the music to you. If you're a first-time listener, you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Podcast Republic, that one that Gareth said last time. iHeartRadio. That one. Just wherever you get your podcasts, you should be able to find us. If you found us somewhere that you don't normally listen to your podcast because of we're not on your podcast provider, then just let us know. You can get in touch with us on facebook.com slash independentmusicpodcast. We listen to all the music submissions that come through there. Eventually. And yeah, it might take a while, but we do. And I always appreciate just your nice words from people who just message in to say that they listen to the podcast. And if you want to support us financially, well, we have the Patreon where you can uh, give us any small amount to a large amount of money every month. And in exchange, you get occasional bonus Patreon episodes and you get the warm and fuzzy feeling. Know that you're paying for the sounds of these microphones and of our producer, Nick McCorriston, who make us sound as good as possible. I'm going to leave you with the sounds of a brand new band called Self Help. It's being released on Manchester's Tesla Tapes, the second Tesla Tapes that we've played in the last three or four weeks. It is um, musician and noisemaker Mark Dicker and our esteemed friend John Doran of The Quietus on Spoken Word on it. It's a sort of, yes, it's a dark, scratchy exploration into spoken words and uh, dark sounds. I think it's pretty nice. You might like it. This is the third track on it. It's called Exercise Number One, and we'll be back with you next week. Oi. I need five minutes. Have you got five minutes? I wanted to talk to you about the problem of thinking about nothing. It's impossible, because even when you concentrate on thinking about nothing, you're already thinking of something, if you see what I mean. Go ahead, try it now. Try thinking about nothing. You know what I'm talking about. It's funny. I try and clear my mind of all thought, but I keep on fretting about World War Three. For meditation to work, we need to be able to empty the mind, to still the mind, to calm the mind. It's the only way we'll be free of anxiety and dread. This is the problem at the heart of exercise number one. To help, going to show you a little trick that I've learned. It'll only take four minutes. Have you got four minutes? I want you to relax and close your eyes. 
close your eyes now and ignore everything else that's going on around you. Close your eyes and concentrate on the sound of my voice. Because it's impossible to think of nothing, you must think of one thing and one thing only. I'd like you to imagine a single source of light surrounded by blackness. Picture a lit candle in the void. The candle is surrounded by a bubble of nothing. The bubble is completely empty apart from the burning candle. The bubble now expands to surround the room. Picture the bubble surrounding the candle expanding until it surrounds the entire building. It keeps on spreading outwards, switching off everything inside it by the flickering light from the candle. The external penumbra rushes outwards, along streets, along lanes, along roads, across fields, across forests, across land to the coast, and then out to sea. It rushes outwards until it contains the entire globe, then out across the solar system, swallowing planets one by one. Everything that was once inside is now gone by the single small light source. This globule of void expands past the edge of the Milky Way and only the candle remains. And then it expands to the edge of the universe and only the candle remains. There is nothing outside of this sphere. There is nothing inside of it. There is just a single candle flickering in a perfect void. During the heat wave of 1976, our street got so hot, the road outside my parents' house melted. I'm not joking. Tarmac turned to viscous black tar. You could pull up in chunks with your bare hands. If you didn't mind how much you burned the skin on your fingers, that is. That summer, I, I remember it. We wandered round, 35 degree plus heat. The boys in speedos, girls in bikinis. Each day, hotter than the last. Just before the heatwave broke, walking up my road, I saw a pool of red liquid in the front of the drive. I jogged into the house where I knew there were homemade lollies made from cheap blackcurrant cordial and wooden sticks in the freezer cabinet. I ran up to my mum and said, Somebody's dropped a lolly outside. There's melted lolly everywhere. Can I have a lolly, mum? Can I have a lolly, please? Can I have a lolly? My mum winced. My dad said, That's not a lolly. She remember next door's dog, King. 
and back outside, stirred at the single red bubble, resting on the slick of dog's blood on the road. It wasn't there for long. The heat wave broke, and suddenly there were the biggest raindrops I've ever seen. few drops hissing as they hit the pavement. I can see them now, falling slowly and hitting the floor like exploding 50 pence pieces. And the funny thing is, at first, it only rained down one half of the street. If you look to the right of our house, it's all rain and heavy charcoal clouds. If you look to the left, sky and roasting sun. Slowly, the wall of rain rolled down the street until that was all you could see. Within an hour, the heart's gutter had become a torrential river bursting its banks, as seen from an aircraft window. And then, all of the blood was gone. Keep on concentrating on the candle as the bubble starts to contract. The bubble rushes back inwards from the edges of the universe towards the candlelight. It streams through the Hubble Deep Field and in toward our galaxy and in toward our solar system. Planets reappear one by one as it shrinks in size towards the central light. The penumbra contracts and races across the surface of the globe until it surrounds the building you were in. And now there is nothing inside the bubble but the bright burning light of a candle. It is time to open your eyes. Please re-enter the room. And now tell me, have you got something on your mind?